Well, Caleb and Autumn, it is a joy to be talking to you guys. For those uh, who are listening who don't know you guys yet, obviously they're going to love you soon. Um, but you you both just launched, um, you're married. Mm-hmm. And yes. how many years? We've been married. We just celebrated 10 just years. Just celebrated wow. on the 7th, July crazy. 7th, 10 wow. years. That is amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. And so 10 years of marriage and a... 10 weeks or maybe a little more than that of, of launching a yeah. campus. So yeah. we launched our most recent campus, the Maple Grove campus, yeah. which is a community Northwest of Minneapolis area. And um, I'm excited to talk to you. I wanted to hear from both of you about what launching a campus was like with River yeah. Valley. Right. Um, you know, you've been working at the church and other roles um, and Caleb and Autumn, you don't work at the church, but you're, you're a huge part of this and excited to hear yeah. your perspective as well. Um, but talk a little bit about when, when you found out, I just want to jump in when you found yeah. out about, you know, being asked to be a campus pastor, move your family from a different city, which you had already moved from North Dakota mm-hmm. yeah. to come here yeah. to be yeah. on yeah. staff. And then you were asked to start a campus. And then I want to get into what we did, how we launched a campus, what marketing strategy, finding a venue, which of yeah. course was super easy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super uh, easy. Um, yeah. And we'll get into all that, the practical things, but but talk a little bit about just kind of your mindset yeah. shift from going from associate campus pastor to, mm-hmm. okay, well, now we're we're launching something brand new. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I want to say thanks for yeah. having us on the, yeah. the podcast yeah. and yeah, excited so to fun. share some of our our story and our journey. And for us, yeah, we, we've always viewed... Um, our roles in ministry as a as a team. So you yeah. you mentioned I'm on staff. She's not technically on staff, but for us, uh, ministry yeah. is always together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we loved what we were doing at our Apple Valley location, which is broad, broadcast. Yeah. Um, my role as the associate campus pastor. Loved the community there. Loved what we got to do. And um, when we were asked about our future, you know, what are we processing? Our trajectory. We said we love Apple Valley. Love our role, love the team, love the community. And uh, Pastor Rob, your dad, obviously uh, stepped in and said, well, what would you think about uh, starting a new new campus, a new location? Yeah. And kind of how we've always processed uh, serving the Lord in ministry is that the Lord, He leads us to people. And so Mm -hmm. we we did pray about it, but it was an easy yes, because for us, the Lord has called us to serve under Pastor Rob and Becca, they yeah. asked us to step into it. They believe in us. So yeah. we're going to choose to believe in their belief in us mm-hmm. to go yeah. and to start something new. Yeah. And uh, it's been an exciting Yeah, the broader journey. vision of what are we doing as yeah. the hands and feet of Jesus and to expand. And I think it's really important to just clarify, like sometimes like we or might be able to get into this mindset of like, having territory or I don't know, I just don't like that. And we've already spoken with so many churches up in the area and have made like some friends already, like other established churches in Maple Grove. And I just really feel in my spirit this sense of the broader sense of what the church, capital C church looks like. And when Pastor Rob and Becca asked us to go up to Maple Grove, it was like Caleb said, an easy, yes, we did spend time, probably a few days praying about it just to confirm in our spirits, God, is this where you want us? And it was like right away, our spirits were like, yes, the confirmation of we need to go up there and do this. And 
through that, you've met some other leaders of churches who have already been established in Maple Grove, trying to build bonds there and say, okay, how can we accomplish this together? And yeah, yeah. it's been really cool. It is amazing how the Lord works when you give him a, yeah. a decisive yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord, we're going to step into what you have for right. us. The way that he brings people, not realizing, mm. like, man, our, our yes is attached to so many other people right. that have been praying for another life-giving church yeah. in this community to come yeah. alongside us. And yeah, the other churches that you mentioned are really supportive, been encouraging. So supportive. But the people in the community have also been so supportive yeah. and encouraging and have helped us on this journey of what it takes to establish a church because yeah, it is a lot of work and yeah. it takes a lot of hands. Yeah, absolutely. I, so. I think on the, the note of unity in churches, mm-hmm. I actually think that, that what happened to George Floyd and what happened mm-hmm. in our city yeah. really codified a lot of... Not not didn't solve problems per se right. in the church, but I think it brought people together in a way recognizing yes. we need to be united. And so I've actually it's seen good. a in the church in this area, I've seen yeah. a renewed unity mm-hmm. just for people saying we we need Jesus here. Yes. This city yeah. does, and so that's right. it's, yeah. to launch it after that. Yeah. Right. You know, you launched it here right. in 2022 around Easter, mm-hmm. um, but it it seems like that almost yes. helped the unity again there was other things that were hurt by that of course and damage that's still being healed um but it's cool to see that unity for sure Mm -hmm. when you guys go back so you you obviously you say yes Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay yeah (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna do this and we've talked about launching in that location for many years now Mm -hmm. so it wasn't necessarily a surprise to people that we were going there but i do think it was almost like a oh okay like wow we're we're doing this and talk a little bit about that first even the first few weeks for when you make that decision mm. for, you know, we found the person, you guys are it. What are the conversations there? I mean, obviously there's so many things. It's building a team, venue. Mm-hmm. Um, when are we going to start? All those things. But but what what did you guys do? I yeah. mean, it, it sounds like such a simple question, yeah. but it's yeah. kind of what people are wondering. Yeah, yeah. Totally. No, it's, um, <clears throat> it would be, uh, a miss for us to jump into anything other than the importance and the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. So for us, the whole process has really been every decision, uh, every relationship, every opportunity has to just be soaked in prayer. Yeah. And so for us, we we prayed that the Lord would obviously you know give us wisdom, discernment <laughs> on decisions. It's all we gotta. <laughs> if you heard that, we gotta. Uh, <laughs> Water bottle dropped. We're unedited. It's all good. Yeah, no it's all good. No stress. It was the prayer gong. Yeah, We're yeah. supposed to pray. That, that, time to pray. <laughs> oh my word. Um, so no, we we prayed, but one of the things that we prayed uh, was for people. So yeah. yes. the right people. Yes. So yeah, people that we want to reach and invest into, and reach for Jesus, obviously, but also pre- people that would feel the call of God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that before we even ask somebody to come with us, right. that the Lord's already prompting people yeah. to uh, join the team and help support um, and help build this thing. So that's that's where we began, and to just pray and process, like, who who is the Lord drawing to us, yeah. and how can we really steward them? And what's been really cool is, um, I know for people in the Twin Cities, they understand, but for people broader audience, this location is a ways away. It's still in the Twin Cities metro, um, but it's a ways away. And so mm-hmm. praying for people that would feel called to this community yeah. 
And from the very beginning, in part because of proximity, but we believe also because of how we prayed, there are volunteers on the team that are with us mm -hmm. through and through that feel a calling to reach this city, to reach this this part of the metro mm -hmm. area um, that have been with. So for us, it's like, how do we steward these people? How do we challenge these people? Yeah. Yeah. How do we encourage these people? How do we position people? And um, for Autumn too, like her voice in shaping the church has mm -hmm. been huge in that way. Yeah, I would say like our first, like just to echo what Caleb said, the first initial thing, okay, okay, we've committed to this. What's our next step? So it's spending time with the Lord. But our, our biggest prayer in that was, Lord, please bring the right staff members, the right team members to come alongside of us so that we, like, we just really believe in like the unity within a team too, of like, especially in ministry, like, and you're working something like from the ground up. And so when you're planting something, we just wanted to make sure there's camaraderie, that there's yeah. like same vision, like what you're saying too, of like the right fit for who we can bring alongside of us as staff. Um, and honestly, that it is, a, I, it's God, like the way that he has brought the right fits for oh, yeah. already. I mean, we're only three months into this official launch, um, almost a year into like the process of this, but really the right fits of like our staff members. I mean, we're so super small team right yeah. now, obviously, mm -hmm. but everybody just seems to like, not only just get along, but has that same heart, same vision, sp same spirit led mm -hmm. um, ideas that we had planted in our hearts that we believe are from the Lord and, and also fall in line with River Valley Church and um, Pastor Rob and Becca's vision for um, the church. So yeah, it's, it's all that time spent with yeah. the Lord, though. Yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb, talk about the team. You know, I'd love to get into timeline a little bit too. But from the team's perspective, you, you know, Autumn, you mentioned staff, and for mm -hmm. I would say most churches that are planning to launch a a campus yeah. probably are in a position to hire a couple staff, maybe not full time, yeah. but a couple staff to launch a campus. Maybe if you're launching a church, it doesn't look the same. But right. but right. for launching a location, from the the Research that I've done across, you know, it's anecdotal, but just across campuses, I do feel like we run pretty lean mm -hmm. on our teams that we launch. But talk about yeah. what the launch team looked like from a mm -hmm. a staffing perspective. Now, there's tons of volunteers and leaders that right. go with you that sometimes carry more weight yeah. than <laughs> yeah. our, our staff yeah. does initially. Yeah. Um, but but talk about wh how we develop the team and, and kind of what what we have and have part time, full time, things like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. Um, I'll jump into a little bit of the timeline too, because how yeah. we how we hire, and this is maybe a little bit more procedural, but we uh, announced the campus in September of last year, 2021, and uh, so started spreading the word, and um, that obviously begins to allow people to process like, okay, we're starting a new campus. What does that mean? Oh, you know, there's going to be opportunity to help launch this thing beyond staff, potentially, or you know, a lot of moving parts. And so in that, we're praying, like, who is the Lord going to prompt or nudge to potentially come with us or mm -hmm. potentially be a part of this thing? So um, it, it really began in January of starting the process of adding staff. So in January 2022, knowing that we're going to launch in April of 2022, now we have three or four months to uh, have an on-ramp and have interest meetings, mm -hmm. 
Um, and what roles are we going to need to add to help us even have interest meetings mm -hmm. and get this thing organized? So for us, that's like a, what we call a campus coordinator, but somebody who's administratively gifted to start organizing, sending communication, mm -hmm. getting things on the calendar, getting communication out, uh, somebody to do worship. So, um, somebody who can lead and create atmospheres where we experience the manifest presence of God. It's uh, an important role. Mm -hmm. And somebody doing kids, somebody who's going to help uh, not just do childcare, but somebody who's going to minister to children, do yes, leadership right. development um, uh, for the next generation. So yeah. those are kind of the three roles. And then yeah. um, one of the things at River Valley that we process is like, how do we do youth ministry? And knowing that we've got um, three FTs, so three full-time equivalents, so these roles are, are part-time roles for people, um, what are the roles that I can help offset? Mm -hmm. So for me, knowing, oh, okay, probably not going to hire youth right away because I can help offset that yeah. in some of my gifting, some of my uh, experience. And so I'm going to kind of carry that role in the initial stages as we're mm -hmm. building this campus and prioritize hiring the stuff that uh, yeah. we can't we can't <laughs> offset yeah, you, you or You can't backfill. be in the main right. room and be in the kids' Correct. room at the right. same time. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody wants me leading worship, so <laughs> <laughs> that one's off the table as sure. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of pastors that do. But <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right. We're grateful yeah. for yeah. Emily. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so break that down again for us. So that all three yeah. of those roles are part-time and then you're full-time, obviously, and, yeah. and that's Correct. your your paid team, right? Yeah, and the biggest, the yeah, so the biggest thing is how do we hire these positions and can certain people uh, fill multiple roles? So yeah. for us, um, Emily, Emily Haven, she uh, is our campus worship leader and our campus coordinator because she's administratively gifted. Mm -hmm. And so she's on uh, full time. And then Molly uh, Rushmeyer, she's our Go Kids director and she's part time. And for us, uh, prioritizing somebody who's going to mobilize the people. Yeah. And so um, for us, we call that a connections director or connections pastor. And so Britt Carson, we've added her along this journey as we mm -hmm. got closer to launch, uh, adding her to the team to help mobilize, serve teams. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing um, for us in launching a campus, organizing uh, small groups and how mm -hmm. we do small yeah, groups. Right how we train small group leaders, how we position them. So Britt Carson is our uh, connections director, and that's a part-time role. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, Emily and myself are full-time. Emily's wearing multiple hats. And then, and then production. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Josiah, just, he runs production on the weekends, yeah. and that's super part-time. So he... Yeah. It's a con he, is it a contracted role? Yeah, or, yeah. 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 Contracted yeah. role just on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And we do one... Uh, it's like a 20 minute call during the week yep. where we're talking yeah. through the service order making sure everybody knows the moving parts. Mm -hmm. And then he's there on the weekend to, to lead the, the production team, production, mm -hmm. video, lighting, yeah. all that. Yeah, and you have two services? Two services. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you launch yeah. with two services. We launch with two. Yeah. yeah we talk about the decision. Part of it's venue, but, yeah. but yeah. I think a lot of churches, they want... They want to feel the big, we want to feel the big launch, mm -hmm. but that doesn't create room. And so talk about that yeah. decision to launch with two. Yeah. There's a lot of things that go into that decision mm -hmm. to start with two services. One being um, two services allows there to be an overlap of lobby time. So mm -hmm. people rubbing shoulders and coming in and out the door. That's a that's a piece of energy. Like that's a, something yes. that can be missed in if you just have one big service, everyone's together, you start and you end. 
But having an overlap in between services allows people to come and go, rub shoulders, and feel like, oh, man, this something's happening here. This yeah. is exciting. And, yeah, part of it is venue as well. We looked and looked and looked for a long <laughs> time and eventually found uh, an opportunity in a Whirly Ball venue, which is – it's an event center. Yeah. So what is Whirly Ball? Yeah. <laughs> it's like go-karts. question we all ask. <laughs> bumper cars mixed with, like um, – lacrosse yeah like mixed with like we field had just hockey. played well you played before but yeah. it was so funny we played with our team and pastor yeah. rob and becca were there we shot just kind of a funny video because that's the question what is whirly ball yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it was a lot of fun actually i'm gonna have josh uh link the whirly ball video yeah. that we yeah. made yeah, yeah, yeah. into oh, maybe yes. the email that we send out about yeah. the podcast and then so maybe we can fun. put it on the website as well or social media but i want people to see that because it is a yeah. fun video yeah. but but i think yeah you know, we we joked about it but we started a campus and a bar and mm-hmm. a school and you know event center right. and now yep. on a whirly ball yep. right. yeah yeah <laughs> very obscure uh event center right. style but they have a lobby yeah and they have a restaurant bar area so they got space to flip the room and turn it into a church auditorium yeah. and attach to the the arenas where the whirly ball game takes place is like um, they have like rooms, classroom style that mm-hmm. we can do kids ministry in. That's so awesome. it's uh, quite the transformation. It's like two hours to flip it in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And then tear it down takes about an hour after yeah. the, the second service, tear it all down, get it all put away. So. Yeah. Most campuses launch in a portable portable venue. And yeah. I think yeah. you know, some some churches, I'd say the very few can, can commit to going in and yeah. building a brand new building. Yeah. But but it's not most churches just can't do that. Even yeah. very large, very yeah. wealthy churches right. starting in a temporary venue. Part of it is to see is this a community where our, our church can thrive in. Yeah. Yeah. I think for us, we made that decision before we launched. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. just said right. we know this is a community we, yes. we feel God wants us to be in. Yeah. Um Autumn, can you talk about the difference between pastoring people who've been a part of River Valley mm-hmm. for years, right. who joined this location right. versus people who are brand new. Because I think I've been a part of multiple campus launches and I noticed that there's there's a difference in, like you kind of have a melting pot. Yes. You have people that, oh, how long have you come to this church? Oh, I've come here for 10 years. Well, it's only been open for 12 weeks. Right. Yeah. Like how does yeah, that yeah. make any sense? Yeah. And yes. so the multi-site you know, difference of there's people who have history, deacons, members exactly. that have been there for years, and then there's people that walk in and they think it's a brand new church yes. that just started. Because it kind yes. of is. It, mm-hmm. it kind of is, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I would say uh, as far as Maple Grove campus and the launch of it, there was a lot of um, core leaders who have come from other campuses but actually live in Maple Grove or North Metro who have been praying for years that you know we could get a spirit-filled church or just an additional church up there, River Valley, with the brand that we've established, if you want to call it that, um, uh, to launch it. But then we have seen from the get-go yeah. people, even people I talked to, I saw it on a billboard or I saw like I thought we'd come check it out because it's whirly ball. It's kind yeah. of weird. It's different. Um, but there are people who are ready for, again, just to echo what I said earlier, like more spirit-filled churches in their communities. And we that was our prayer going into launching this. We just want to facilitate what the Lord wants to do. But when it comes to people and leaders and um, volunteers, uh, 
in Maple Grove campus, like we have seen an array, um, like what you're saying. I know in past when we've launched campuses as, as River Valley, we've heard like a lot of other campuses will send people from their campuses and say, hey, can you commit to a year to get this off the ground? Yeah. And then they'll go back potentially to like their campus that they've been attending for years prior. Um for us, though, we have seen a lot of people, because of where they reside, uh, a lot of people live in Maple Grove, and it is exploding. Side note, I think, is this accurate, that it's like the fastest growing community in Minnesota, is what we've yeah, heard. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. 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 And so it's really exploding, and the area surrounding it, too, just even north uh, metro, we don't have a campus up there yet. River yeah. Valley doesn't have a campus. Yeah. So we are the first north, I would say, metro. We have a lot kind of east and west of Minneapolis and south. Um, so there's just been a lot of people who have been praying for River Valley to launch yeah. a campus up there who are ready, who are ready to say, hey, I want to get on board with planting this. But then, I, Caleb, I don't know, you could probably speak more to that. We have a handful of people who maybe has a cousin or a friend who have attended River Valley who they live up in Maple Grove or the surrounding area and say, hey, you should get involved. And they just came to the interest meetings. We started with, that's probably another topic, but um, our interest meetings prior to launch, we met a lot of people who had yeah. never been to River Valley. Yeah. When did those start? Because yeah. I think, you know, people, most churches launches do interest meetings, but right. like when did those start in 2022? Yep. How many did you yeah. do? Sorry. Yeah. No, no. It's an important no, thing. It's, it's yeah. good to no, know. Yeah. yeah. We, we got our first uh, interest meeting in January. So yeah. we announced in September had our first interest meeting in January and kind of our timeline was let's have an interest meeting each month leading up to the campus yeah. launch. So January, February, March. Uh, and in addition to yeah. those interest meetings, we had a worship night. So just a night where we had a little bit more space just to worship the Lord together as we got closer to launch. So um, four total meetings. Kind of like gatherings. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. what is what did those consist of? Yeah. I mean, I think people like... So the practical some people right. are like I love that you talk about the right. like, it's it sounds sad with pastors but they're like I get that you prayed but yeah. give me yeah, give yeah, me yeah, the yeah, service yeah. order the for the, yeah. yes exactly yeah. the steps we yeah we try to create um, a theme or a focal point for each of the meetings so interest meeting one mm -hmm. was can we launch small groups can we launch small groups at our first interest mm. meeting. So from September to January, it was yes. filtering everybody who is expressing interest in this campus on the back end. I need a preface in September. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. You sent out the initial, once when, when it was announced to the church, yeah. there was communication that was sent yeah, out. That people could that respond people could. to, text in if you're interested. How so many then, people responded? <clears throat> on an email list, Yeah, right? on an email list. Yeah. So we had uh, over 300 people on that wow. e email list. And it's a varying degree of interest. It's like yeah. if you're interested, let right. me update it. <laughs> right. exactly. Some people I are live all in, in Canada. Yeah. Some people have still never been yeah. and never responded, and it's all good. Like yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. But that was like our job to filter out. Okay, yes. who? Where are these people actually at? And who would be willing to help lead a small group? So that by the time we do interest meeting number one, yeah, um, we're launching. Um, we launched a handful of groups, so six or seven groups. And before we launched the campus in April, we. Eventually, we had uh, 15 small groups by the time we launched the, the campus. So uh, January was small groups. Uh, February was serve teams. So then from January, February, of the small groups, people get invested. Who can be leaders mm -hmm. to lead teams and recruit people to be on their teams? So that February, we're asking people, hey, would you consider signing up? Yeah. And then um, January, February. And then March is more like 
strategic about the venue. Okay, here's okay, we're gonna do two services. Here's and we had the the visuals of the building, the layout, mm-hmm. here's where the greeters are gonna so it's much more tactical by the time we got to to March. Yeah. Here's all the equipment that we're gonna have, here's the moving pieces, so much more detailed in nature of conversation. And then we had a worship night, which was the spiritual rally point yeah. prior to to launching. And then when we launched the week prior, we had like what we called Team Sunday. Some people call it a soft launch. We just did internal communications, like a rehearsal Sunday where we yeah. walked through set everything, up. set up, tear down, did a full run through of core team. And then the following week was launch. Yeah. And then two weeks after that was Easter. So it was like a, yeah. Yeah. a lot of build up to, yeah. to launch in the campus. Yeah, yeah. A lot of church plants and campus launches, you know, they start off with this huge influx in this growth mm-hmm. people that people are excited yeah people from other campuses come yeah. and they attend um you, you kind of had that unique thing where you have that the first two weeks of kind of the right. awe and amazement and then yeah. easter yeah but but as we know and as i'm sure you know everyone prepared you guys it's all right it's going to start here and then yeah. it's going to yeah. slowly every week go down yes. yeah. 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 yeah you're like nobody loves <laughs> us they hate this campus is going to yeah. fail you know it's yeah. all the lies that they get in your head no, but yeah. but can you talk about the that you know kind of where you started mm-hmm. i think everyone tries to get a scope in their mind and mm-hmm. it, and i kind of hate that at church conferences the question that people always ask how big is your church how big yeah. is your church yeah. Yeah. well what do you mean because <laughs> i could tell you my weekend attendance <laughs> yeah. right now during covid it was right. like what's your pre covid attendance right. Right. right and then it's like well okay it's been 2 years can't say that yeah. anymore <laughs> right. and then it's like okay what's your what's your weekend attendance well and then some people share like well this was our easter attendance yeah. well and yeah. then other people share this is our the amount of people that come to our church mm-hmm. in a four week span. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you totally. know, but but maybe to be helpful, can you talk a little bit about some of the numbers that we started with on uh yeah. and I would uh, to clarify the number weekly attendance including kids yeah that yeah. was there kind of the first few weeks of in an Easter and then what what to kind of settle that in that May portion yeah. summer can be hard but kind of what that number is that you said this is our baseline of what we're gonna build upon as we go back into fall in yeah. a couple months here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, and part of it is historically we've seen whatever the launch number is, the church will kind of settle at like 50% of whatever the launch number (laughs) is because you got people that are curious and checking it out in other campuses. So when we launched, we launched with two services and had just shy of 600. So it was 596 on launch Sunday. And um, what worked out really well is that Pastor Rob wasn't able to be there on launch Sunday because of his travel schedule, but we knew he was going to be there for week two. So we launched, and on launch Sunday, hey, come back next week. Pastor Rob's going to be here. He would love to meet you, yeah. shake your hand, say hi. And that kind of carried momentum into week two. Um, and so we had another strong week in week two where we were around the 500 number. And then Easter spiked back up, again, just shy of you know that 600 launch number. And that's pretty close to capacity in that building, Yeah, right? yeah that was beyond yeah. beyond capacity. Okay, yeah. So it was uh, <laughs> creative, creative yeah, right. overflow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But exciting, yeah. nonetheless. Back-to-back yeah. services that are three weeks in a row just packed. And How felt many like, adults does it seat in the way it's set up? Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the question. So we typically will set up 250 chairs. Yeah. So 
in that, Not in that all ballpark. Good seats is what so <laughs> when I say <laughs> 600, it's like, oh man, that's, yeah. you know, we're, we are having some overflow seating. Yeah. yeah. The first couple of weeks, we had people that were literally standing because we were out of chairs and out of seats, and they're standing in the back. So yeah, and we nor- we would not do that if if we knew that was going to be consistent. Yeah. But Correct. knowing that exactly. the launch number is going to be inflated, we'd maybe feel comfortable. But like, if, yeah. I mean, if that's how yeah. things were today, right now, yeah. right. which that's, that's our goal this yeah. fall, <laughs> and maybe to find a new venue, even yeah. Um, but w- yeah, sorry, interrupting you. How, no, where have things kind of settled out yeah. now? Yeah. So now that we're in the summer, uh, the number has continued to kind of tapered off. Yeah, Minnesota summers and for those listening. Lake, lake country. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially in Maple Grove because they're not oh, too yeah. far from the lake. Right. Oh, yeah. So no, a lot lot of uh, people that head off to the lake on the weekend. So we're pushing back against that a little bit. But um, that May, the whole month of May, post that first three three weeks of launch, and we settled around 400 was yeah. kind of the number that we saw yeah. consistently on the weekend, give or take, slightly above, slightly below. But 400 yeah. was kind of the number, and now we've kind of tapered off into summer Mm -hmm. um but through that um we've continued to see people come through welcome home so our welcome home metrics have been strong each month yeah and welcome home for those i think we've maybe talked about before but it's our welcome class we do it and it's getting people connected and i actually i'm pretty sure on on this but that maple grove has the highest percentage of welcome home attendees which should i think yeah it's a new campus campus, but it does and then also the highest percentage of small groups per attendee yeah. which is really cool to yeah. see. Yeah. And yeah. so I was talking to Connor, my brother, about that the other day. And, and so being the new campus, not only to say we have the momentum, but we're getting people through our class. We're, yes. we're make, they're actually doing what we want them right. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And then also seeing giving be strong. Yeah. And that's yeah. exciting. When, yeah. when you look at kind of, I, it was strategic to launch an Easter. Mm-hmm. And now you kind of have a new fall launch as well. That's mm-hmm. going to be your first fall, which yeah. you know in Minnesota we say fall launch. It's typically about October now, but but kids getting back in school, yeah. you just see people getting back into the rhythm of yeah, church. Yeah. What kind of things are you talking about now? To because you kind of get this right. secondary launch in September again. Are there things you're working on to? get kind of those people back or grow more. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. The the venue conversation is a real one. <laughs> yeah. It's a so big one. <laughs> knowing that we launched well and September, October becomes like a secondary launch. Yeah. Knowing what we hit when we were launched originally and knowing where we can get to numbers wise, we gotta find a way to create space. Um, so that the guest feels like there's room for me here. Yeah. I can get right. I can get plugged in, or f- so they can invite others yeah. too. Yeah. They, you know. But from jump, we've we've put a premium and a priority on small groups. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. are we are discipling people. We are making disciples. So yeah. we don't want you to just be connected. Right. We want you to be discipled. And here's what that looks like. Yeah. So now we've we've uh, seen numbers increase. So number of small groups. We're just shy of about 25 small groups. And so that continues to build in that pool of people. And so we're talking to those small group leaders now, casting vision. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're doing for small groups for the fall. When we see an influx of people, we want to be ready to help steward the influx of people well, get them plugged into community. Because we don't have a venue during the week. We don't have the sure. default like, hey, midweek, uh, we're going to do this event or this group at the church. We're just renting on Sundays. Right. So the in-home small group discipleship play has to be solid. And so putting a premium on, on that and casting vision for them now so that our leaders can pray people into their group yes. in the in right. the fall and launch with strength and stability there. So that's kind of what we're focusing on leading into the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's exciting. Yeah. Kind of landing the plane here. We could talk about this for <laughs> a long time. There's there's so much more, and I'm sure there's yeah. little snippets where people say, "Oh, dive in deeper on that," or "Go go yeah. deeper on that." Um, and I'm I'm I don't want to speak on behalf of you guys, but if you email the network, we can get you yeah, connected with to. you guys, happy and to. obviously sharing yeah. some of those insights for people who are launching a campus Definitely. soon or even launching a church. Although there's some differences, um, what would be your if you could sum up your experience mm-hmm. over the last, um, you know, from September, from announcement right. to now being in, you know, in July, coming into August and and um, beyond is when we're recording this, um, what would what would you say? Like maybe some, mm-hmm. a couple things that are advice for people or, I mean, if they're, presumably if they're listening to this, they're curious about what could, right. what could a campus launch look like? Yeah. Um, just anything that comes to mind uh, that you'd want to share that you wouldn't want to miss out on. Yeah. Something that I'd love to share is um, the challenge that I felt, that we felt prior to being asked to step out. There was just different things going on in our lives and our world where we were challenged. Like, when's the last time we really took a step of faith and Mm -hmm. like really trusted God? Like, we really responded like, man, if God doesn't show up like this... And if we're not living that way, we, it's just so easy to get insulated. So the Lord had been stirring those types of thoughts and prayers like, oh, man, what, it's been a while since we've really had to take a big step of faith and trust yeah. God and believe God. Um, and so for us, that's what this journey has been a reminder of how good and how faithful the Lord is. Yeah. And how much fun life is when you're taking steps going, and we're going to start a new church. Yeah. I have no idea who's going to come. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I have no idea what the building... It's like a total, in every way, it is a total reliance and dependence on the Lord to bring it to clarity. Um, And so that's what the process has been a reminder that every step of the way, the Lord's faithful, that everything we're building, we're not building. It's the Lord's. Like We're we're partnering with the Holy Spirit to build God's church. Um, And so that step of faith and just continually reminding ourselves that what we're doing, we're stewarding the Lord's. Like it's the Lord's church, the bride of Christ. Yes, it's good. And the huge step of faith has been impactful. Yeah. And I would say like finding joy in that process. When your spirit is settled in the fact of like, God, I know that you're calling us to do this. Oh, yeah. There's so much peace in that. But then like what Caleb is saying, there's just so much excitement in the... And anticipation and stepping out in faith and being like, okay, Lord, I don't maybe feel like I'm the most qualified or we're the most qualified, but we believe that you will help us along the way. And that's what faith is, to dumb it down. It was like, God, there are people, there are hurting people who the ultimate goal of us launching a campus and broadening the church is so we can reach people and we can invite them into the kingdom of God. They can give their lives to Christ and walk this journey with hope. Um, I mean, that's the gospel. We want to live that. But finding joy in that, sometimes when your occupation, as Caleb's occupation, is being a pastor, you can re- like you can forget that, that there's joy and that fulfillment comes not just in what you do but and why you do it, but who God is and what he's called you to do. And so if that is, if somebody is listening to this or watching or um, to remember like God will set you up for success and he like he is faithful along the process. You might hit turbulence, you might hit some walls like we have along the process and we could dive deeper into those subjects. But 
at the same time, we have seen his provision and his faithfulness time and time again, not just within this process, but like we can look back too and see it. But just to remind yourself, like, to like Caleb said too, of like having fun, finding joy and trusting the Lord. And my job right now or my role as a spouse, and we choose to do this together and see ministry, even though I'm not employed by the church, but we do it together as a family and inviting our kids along in the process. And we have three girls and they love to go to church. And I mean, there's a lot of factors as to why, but to not, yeah. Forget about those moments. Yeah, it's not a burden. Yeah, no. It's not head hanging low. This is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It it's is fun. a joy. Yeah, it we is. There are hard moments, this. just like yes. anything yeah. in life. Yeah, of course. But yes. yeah, to yeah. find joy in it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so good. And I mean, if if you're listening and you can't be encouraged by what Autumn just said, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, like dear. I think people are like, man, I need Autumn to like, I need to have like a button in my mirror, just have like a pep talk, and just, yeah, yeah. you can do it. It's yeah. gonna be great. You got it. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. And like I yes. said, if if, they, if people have questions for you guys, you can just email network at yeah. rivervalley.org, yeah. and we'll get the questions your way. And yeah, also, we'll make to. sure uh, go back into the email or wherever you yeah. found this podcast to find the the Whirly Ball Maple Grove yes. launch yes. video. It's a yes. fun video, but yes. just to kind of put that perspective of what we're talking about in the campus and yeah. maybe by the time they're listening to this we'll start to have a new venue who knows yeah um, so we're but, for but we're praying for that too and love yeah. where we're at now but yes. believing for more people that are gonna Amen. find find jesus in maple grove and thank Absolutely. you guys for committing yes. a season yes. of your life yes. to, to doing that yes so, of course thanks awesome. for having us logan yeah thank Appreciate you logan it.